Okay, g'day everyone. Uh, this is Out of the Thicket, Pushing Rubber Podcast. Welcome to episode number 60. That's 60. That's uh, wow, it's a fair few, isn't it? Moving right along there. I'm sure this is a moment of joy for all of you that you're sitting down and listening to my dulcet tones. Uh, I can understand that. I actually just started this podcast and then I had to stop it because I looked at the window and saw that my neighbor's car had left the lights on. So I was like, no, God. So I went down and it turns out that they didn't leave the lights on because the sun's really weird today in Holland and it's kind of reflecting through the clouds straight down onto the side of the car and it looks exactly like they've left the lights on, but they haven't. I'm looking at it now. It looks like they left the lights on, but they haven't left the lights on. So I've come back up and now I've started again and here we are. Had some great weather here in Holland last few days. I mean, Sunday was something like 23 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit for you guys, but that's uh, that's good for this time of year for Holland. And not a cloud in the sky, not a cloud in the sky, and not even a whisper of wind. It was just absolutely glorious. Saturday was almost as good, and Monday was almost as good. They're three really great days. It's now starting to worsen, and this, this was it. This was like this mini Indian summer and in autumn, and it's all going to go to crap later in this week and it's just they got two weeks of rain and you know horizontal rain i'm predicting that this winter in europe is going to be a ball terror that's my uh, personal prediction here now i know what you're thinking adam only fools and morons would try to predict climate or the weather or frauds fools frauds and morons uh last year last winter was very bad winter in uh, europe for snow um, the Alps got bugger all. My, the good wife and I went on a skiing holiday in Italy and uh, it didn't snow the whole time we were there. And uh, they had artificial snow down, which was actually not too bad. It was pretty good, but it wasn't anywhere near. And it didn't really snow after that either. And uh, the rafting season was quite tough on the boys this season. They had much water. But at the same time, North America uh, last year had a bomber snow season. Absolute ball terror i mean there were photos going around of uh of ski resorts literally having to shut down because the 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 lift chairs were were in snow they were stuck in the snow the snow was so high and then this season australia has had the same thing happen and this i think is to do a lot to do with the solar minimum that's been going on the the sun 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 solar activity is uh Back in the day, like 10 or 15 years ago, I can't remember when, but uh, when people were saying, oh, climate change, I was thinking, a few cars, aerosols, climate change, no way. No, what really affects the world's climate? What is it? Well, it's the sun. It's the solar activity. I said this years ago, the solar activity is, is, affects what's going on here. And solar activity is way down in 2017, like we're talking precipitous. Uh, it's fallen off the charts. Um, and uh, I'm predicting as such. There's a, uh, there's a very famous ice skating race in northern Holland, which is 200 kilometres long along the canals. And they haven't run it in over 20 years um, because the, the canals have never frozen enough in the winter to be safe enough to run uh, this race. Well, this is my prediction here. October the 17th, 2017, I predict this year it, in fact will run so there you have it if i'm right i'm a hero if i'm wrong i'll completely forget i said this
All right. I'm going I'm going straight to the topic at hand this week. Right now. I'm just gonna go smash into it right now. Normally I do a whole bunch of stuff beforehand kind of build up to it, but I'm just I'm gonna go straight into it. I watched a video and I, I did a by the time this podcast comes out I will have done a put a post up as well. On a speech in Istanbul recently, uh, like within the last week, by a chap called Hans Hermann Hopp. Hopper, Hopper, I think he's German or Austrian, um, at the um, Property and Freedom Society uh, meeting there, which is basically a libertarian think tank. And the topic of his speech was the alt right. Now, um, I thought the speech was great. Um, I got linked to this speech over at Cadillacy Files. And to be honest, for the first 40 minutes of a 60 minute speech, I sat there absolutely riveted by what he was saying. To say that this, and this guy's like obviously in his 70s or something like that, thick, thick German accent there speaking in English. To say that he's based, to say that he gets it in that first 40 minutes would be really, really, really just underestimating amazingly how much, how much he was on target. Um, it's a great speech, and I really encourage you all to to watch it. And it's linked uh, on the piece that I did. It came. It comes out on Wednesday. So by the time, like I said, by the time you listen to this, will be out. The piece that I've done is called "White Men uh, Are Indeed the Problem, but Not in the Way uh, You Think." So, Hop does the speech on. Um, the alt-right, uh, and and he references a lot of guys, and he gets, he's right on the money. And he's talking about how the alt-right influences, is starting to influence libertarian thinking. Um, and the thing about the alt-right is it's not a political party or process in of itself like the alt-right does not seek power the alt-right simply seeks truth and a forceful um uh reaction to realities that we find around us not sticking our heads in the sand in other words so the opposite of prog prog and the cloud people mentality uh now in his speech hop um at one point refers to the the traditional Western family, not, not even the nuclear family as much, but the traditional Western family that's the bedrock of Western civilization going back hundreds of years. A stable Christian or Catholic family unit from which uh, children can be brought up uh, in relative security relative to the other, other chances that you get around the globe, both now and, and in the past. Um, like, uh, you're, you're not going to get your your kid sacrificed to the, the corn god, you know, in your traditional Western family unit. It's just, this is not going to happen. Um, and he talks about how, he talks about the attacks on the Western family, which is, is, is progressivism of the, of the last 50 years. It's all, it's all an attack on the nuclear family. Remember, homosexuality, promotion of homosexuality um, within the family unit is an attempt to destroy the family unit as it stands, not an attempt to to be nice to homosexuals. 
the normalization of homosexuality is an attempt, a concerted strategic attempt to destroy the family unit. And if, you want, if you're trying to work out, well, why do they want this to happen? You only have to look at history. The, the very first things, 100 years ago, this is the 100th anniversary of, uh, of uh, the Bolsheviks getting in power in, in, in Russia, forming the Soviet Union. One of the very first things they did was destroy the family unit. One of the very first things that Chairman Mao did was to destroy the family unit. Um, you look back all, through all communist regimes it's exactly, and socialist regimes, it's exactly the same thing, destroy the family unit. The, the Soviets went so far, because they promoted homosexuality as well, they went so far that the catastrophic results of that in the early 1920s forced them to completely uh, reverse uh, what had previously been you know, gospel doctrine for the Soviet Bolsheviks. Uh, and homosexuals went from being you know, on top of the pile to in the gulag literally overnight. Uh, and that's a, that's a good lesson uh, to any homosexuals listening to this. You, you, yeah, you're favour of the month now, but don't think it's because you're gay, as you personally. <laughs> it is because you're gay, but not in the way you think. Okay, But gays, from my experience, are extremely superficial. So most of you probably won't pick up on this in a million fucking years. Um, so the attacks, Hopper refers to the attacks on the traditional Western family. And he refers to the Western family, uh, the traditional Western family as being um, the greatest source of uh, all that's good in the history of mankind. That stems from the traditional Western family. Traditional West and Western civilization is the greatest good in the history of mankind. Now, the, the greatest good doesn't mean all good. There's ups and downs along the way. But where we are now, I did a piece recently on the on grand designs not being about architecture, and I got a few comments on that that were interesting. And I thought about the quality of housing that people now take for granted in countries like Australia is completely beyond belief compared even to 30 years ago. The amount of wealth that's there is, is completely insane. And that's not because that suddenly now we have it all together. <laughs> it's been the building block of hundreds of years, even a thousand years of getting to this point in time to unlock the ability to have that wealth. That's where it all resides on. And the, the traditional Western family unit is the nucleus of that. That's why socialists are so hardcore against the fam traditional family unit. That you look, you look how they tried to destroy it with, with we've got, we've got, the pill, fault-free divorce, um, divorce doesn't affect children, um, uh, all the way through, all the, the, the way the family courts uh, turned against men, um, all the way through to education and the normalisation of homosexuality. It's a relentless attack on the family unit. And once you understand that, once you see it for what it is, a lot of stuff becomes becomes quite clear now. Like I said, Hope's Hop Hopper. Is it Hopper? I'll call him Hopper. Hop states that uh, the traditional fam Western family unit is the greatest source of, of good in the history of mankind. He then qualifies this also by stating that it's also been the source of for much has been bad. But, and this is critical, that doesn't ne negate its essential positive qualities. Like I said, the journey from from a bottom of a graph 
moving from left to right across the graph going upwards is upwards, but it's not It's not just one line whoosh, in a complete angle going up. There's ups and downs, ups and downs, good and bad. Are you in the wrong place in the history timeline? Then maybe it's not so good for you. But overall, it's been up, and you, you, you can't argue with that in any way, shape, or form. The, the 20th century saw horrific warfare in the First and Second World Wars, with millions killed, particularly in Europe. But it's still been an upward trajectory, notwithstanding that. And where would, would we, where would we be now if those wars hadn't been fought? We don't know. So maybe those were important to be able to get to where we are now. Without a, 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 a convenient historical what-if timeline to be able to see the results if they weren't, if they weren't there, we can't, we can't say yes or no. So I agree with him on all those points that the Western family is crucial for, for general happiness and the, and the good of mankind. But, it, but it's been ups and downs, but those downs don't negate the essential positive qualities within the nuclear family. And it's really important for what he said in his speech around um, the 41-minute mark. Um, because he mentions how the alt-right is focused. Um, uh, the alt-right is essentially a movement within... Um, European and European-based cultures, like the USA is a European-based culture, Australia is a European-based culture. They come from European stock, essentially, originally. And the alt-right is essentially a movement within those cultures because those societies at the moment are under the full attack from the pro progressive cloud people factions. Um, and it's, a, and it's a enough it's enough reaction. And as such, even though there is a, a faction of the alt-right we call the alt-white, which just believes in you know, white supremacy, all the rest of it. Um, but the fact is, is that where the alt-right is, is in, it's in white countries. Where, where you look at the, the, the prominent members, the speakers, the writers, the, the podcasters, what have you, on the alt-right, we're talking about, about white society. Um, and... We're after in the alt-right saving, at the same time, sa well, saving white culture and white, white society. But as part of that, if you look at the 16 tenets of the alt-right on Vox Day's site, it states that every nation, culture, creed, race has the right to live in peace and not be um, uh, interfered with by uh, their neighbours. So the alt-right is a, a philosophical trend across the whole world, but it probably originates from white culture, and it is a response to the systematic attacks on white culture and white nations, implicitly. Now, Hoppy, Hopper, Hopper, Hop, fuck, Hopper. It's spelled H-O-P-P-E, I don't know, Hopper? Fuck, I'll just say Hopper. Hopper sidesteps this. Hopper sidesteps this by stating that if you look at if you look at the main elements that are arrayed against Western nations now, 
the cloud people, as the Z-man calls them, are essentially the governments and the high-level government bureaucracies, the uh, um, military-industrial complex and, and other high-level industries, things like Facebook and that sort of thing. Um, the cultural elites, um, in other words. Um, the banks, the major banks, who got licensed from reserve banks to be, just, uh, be able to invent money out of thin air, thus... Um, diminishing the value of, of money that the ordinary person has saved. You look at all of the attacks on Western culture that have come from within Western culture, a lot of it has been made by white males, white men. Um, so he considers it to be a serious strategic error to make whiteness the basis on which to base the strategic direction of a of a plan of action because white men have done so much to damage their own cause is essentially what he's saying. So my big problem is how can he say that the family unit, the traditional Western family unit, is, is responsible for so much good, even though it's also done much, so much bad. The bad doesn't negate the good. But then he does that exact, takes that exact same tack when he talks about white men. It's a sidestep, and I'm giving him a lot of the benefit of the doubt by calling it a sidestep. And it's, it's the it's the white elephant in the room. And I had a go at economist Steve Cates six months ago on this when I was at a I was at a book launch of his book where he made an off off the cuff comment that. Um, Western value system, Western Western cultural values, it's just a value system that can be learned by any immigrant. And I, I, I really took umbrage to this. It's like these guys take the red pill and they go a certain way. But they won't go all the way. They get to a point where the realities and the truth of the situation in which we find ourselves now is too much for them. And I'll give you an example. So we go back to Hopper. Hopper. In his last 20 minutes of his video, he lists a series of action points uh, that he thinks are needed to achieve a populist strategy for libertarian change. In other words, he says that the change is not going to come from trying to get the media on side or come from the top down. It's got to come from the bottom up. You have to get the common man on the street to say enough is enough. He has a bunch of points, um, most of which are valid and interesting. And he states specifically that they're in no particular order, except for the very first point. And the very first point is uh, immigration, a mass immigration, uh, particularly from cultures that have little or nothing to do with the Western cultures that they are arriving into. And he wants a, a stop to it. And from now on, immigration, it's only by invitation only. He talks at length about this. I agree with just about everything that he said. Um, he states that, that conflict is between um, diversity and the, the, the classic diversity plus conflict, sorry, diversity plus proximity equals war. 
that's a, uh, a bit of an internet meme. I think originated in Chateau Hartiste at Royce's blog. Um, he says nothing about the immigrants that are already have already got in. Remember, in Australia, 30% of the population, over 30% of the population in Australia is currently born overseas. That does not include the children they've had since they've arrived in Australia. If you take um, uh, Australians who have one parent born overseas, it rises to over 50% of the population. Melbourne looks like Mumbai. Sydney looks like Hong Kong. If you haven't been there, you'd have no idea. If you're really interested in this stuff and you're really serious and you really and you have got money and time to burn and you don't believe me, book a plane flight to Sydney and see how you go. What about all these immigrants already there? Because Hoppers puts out all these all these points about how the, the strain on the on the infrastructure, how people want to be around their own kind and be homo, homogenous. Um, about uh, he lists many 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 things which which are fantastic reasons to stop immigration, but those same reasons are equally applicable to the people who've already got in, and he doesn't mention them at all. It's as if it's as if you stop the dam the gate the close the gates now, and everything will take care of itself, and it won't. It won't. And this is a problem because these guys have swallowed the red pill and they go to a certain point and then they stop because to go further, to go further is just too hard because you have very uncomfortable realities that you're faced with. You're faced with having to make very ugly choices and very ugly actions. As Vox Day says, they have to go back. He's absolutely right. They have to go back. There's another interesting aspect to this, and it's to do with the white men thing as well. And that's the present um, derangement that's going on around Harvey Weinstein. Now, I initially piled on on Harvey Weinstein. I think I did it in my podcast last week. I was doing a bit of a having a bit of fun with Harvey Wallbanger. Um, but in reflection, as I pointed out in my hot chicks, chicks and links thread on Friday, I think I was mistaken here and something else is going on. I linked to a post um, on the other McCain about this. Uh, we have someone called Lauren Duker tweeting, Harvey Weinstein is more proof that we can take down the patriarchy with storytelling teenvogue.com if there's oh my god um, they're presently trying to use Harvey Weinstein's behavior as an excuse and a cover for upping their continuing attack on men but what's conveniently left out of this picture is that Harvey Weinstein is one of their own Harvey Weinstein is your archetypal male progressive. I'd even describe, I wouldn't be surprised if he at some point called himself a male feminist. He went to all the right functions. He was seen with all the right people. He said all the right things. 
He was absolutely saturated in prog progressive ideology. Just like it's not fair for Hopper to take a sidestep from focusing on white men and the white race by saying that the present people inhabiting the elite, elitist cloud network are white men, so thus they're the ones who betrayed us. S equally, it's, 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 it's the same thing as what the left is doing with Harvey Weinstein's behaviour, except the, West, the, the left is doing with Harvey Weinstein's behaviour, except the left doing it on purpose, uh, and Hopper is obviously doing it inadvertently, but it's the same thing. You don't tar them all with the same brush. But the left just don't tar with the same brush. The left destroy or subvert and then use the resulting destructive behaviour from the subversion to tar with the brush. So a, a, a great example of that is, is, is the Catholic Church. Now the Catholic, Catholic Church, particularly in Australia, is under immense attack. Cardinal George Pell, who probably should be the Pope, has been hauled back to Australia on completely bogus charges from the Victorian police regarding to, uh, as regards to pedophilia um, in the Catholic Church uh, when he was the, the Bishop of Melbourne. Now, you have to understand that in the early 1960s, the progressive, the progs, pushed extremely hard for homosexuals to be allowed into the Catholic, Catholic Church seminary. Before this, they weren't allowed in. It was the progressives who pushed for it. The Catholic Church caved. It's one of the two major mistakes that the Catholic Church made in the 60s. One was to leave the Latin Mass, and the second was to cave on homosexuals in the priesthood. And what happened? In the subsequent years following that, immediately following that, the decade following that, 10 to 15, 20 years following that, we got immense numbers of children being molested by these same homosexual priests. Homosexuals go for young men. And a lot of the time that turns into young boys. That's a fact. The progs knew what they were doing. They've since used that, the same people who pushed, the same group who pushed heavily for the homosexual, homosexuals, who, by the way, are now pushing for gay marriage. Let's have... Let's have, let's have kids who are adopted by homosexual couples. I'm sure it'll all be fine. Destruct, destruction of the family unit, boys. The same progs who pushed for the homosexuals to be admitted to the Catholic Church as priests then used those same homosexual priests' subsequent behaviour as ammunition to attack and attempt to destroy the Catholic Church. So far, the church is resisting. I think the current pope is doing more to destroy 50 years of progressive attacks on the church than, uh, than anything. But it's a classic example of the ode of the... I can't talk. Modus operandi of progressives. Progs. Whatever you want to call them. SJWs. Culture war. So let's look at men. 
Men and boys and masculinity have been under attack for 50 years. We saw it with the, we've now seen the Boy Scouts movement admitting girls. What part of Boy Scout don't you understand? Well, as my article on, Mon on when did I put it up? On Tuesday stated, the Australian Boy Scouts started admitting girls in 1971. Uh, their membership is down from about 120,000 then to around 50,000 now. That's with the subsequent increases in population. And at the same time, yeah, Scouts used to be from when you were about 14 or 50 years of age. You can now be a scout up to the age of 25 in Australia. Not as a, not as a, you know, as a leader, but as a general member of the troop. Infantilize, infantilize, the infantile, infanticide? No. It, oh, I can't speak today. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, maybe because I'm learning Dutch. Hmm. Tough language too. Um, so we see with the Boy Scouts movement this complete subversion of, of masculinity. Now remember that the Boy Scouts was originally set up specifically as a rite of passage for young boys into manhood, as a way for them to have a rite of passage, which was missing at the time, at the turn of the 20th century, around the year 1900, with the industrialization of Western society. The Boy Scouts, uh, Baden-Powell, the chap who founded the Boy Scouts, who's a, yeah, who was a soldier in the Boer War, saw there an opportunity to provide something with boys, to bridge that gap between boyhood and manhood, which used to be bridged in other ways when we were more of a farming, agrarian-based society. That's what the Boy Scouts are for. Since 1971, it's been betrayed in Australia. Boys and girls, I've seen photos of scout troops. I have friends of mine who used to be scout leaders and they put photos up on Facebook. I saw photos of the scout troops that they were running and there were more girls than boys. Everything's been lost. The discipline's been lost. The leadership's been lost. The sense of personal responsibility has been lost. I've got two videos up there, one from 1971 and one from 2012, contrasting that they're, they're not even, the second one is not even recognisable as the same organisation. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a, a part of the second film, the, the Scout film shot in 2012, where the Scout troop, is having a meeting. They're, they're sitting around the pool, deck chairs, drinking drinks or straw while they lie back. All in no scout uniforms to be seen. That's not scouting. That's a complete travesty. That's, that's an association or an organisation destroyed. So the Americans are hoping that, oh, well, you know, it'll be separate boys, you know, Boy Scouts and girl, Boy Scouts, girl slash Boy Scouts, blah, blah, blah. no, they won't. It'll all be mixed in. The uh, Australian Boy Scouts, it's called Scouts Australia because they can't have the boys in there anymore for obvious reason, brought out a policy this year where uh, scout leaders, if a, if a member of the, of the, of the troop, like a 10-year-old boy states or a 14-year-old boy states that they're now a girl, 
Um, doesn't have to be going through transitional surgery or hormone replacement or even wear women's clothing. Just say, I'm a girl and I identify as a girl now. They have to respect that. So the boy goes in the girl's tent on the camp. That's been passed. Policy. Scout leaders are not allowed in Australia to question that. This is the relentless attack on men and masculinity. So in his speech, Hoppe looks, looks at the members of the cloud people and states, well, most of them are, are white men, thus white men are the enemy. But what we're looking at are, are failed white men. If you bring boys up in complete propaganda, and at home, they have no role models to balance out the lies and poison that they're hearing, the indoctrination, the pathology, the progressive pathology that's being taught from preschool now. Then why are you surprised when they get to adulthood, they believe all of that and act that out and get to positions of power and behave the way that they were taught. How can you turn around and, and use failed white men as an excuse when it was the progs themselves that did this? It's like the mass, mass shootings that, we, that, that went on in... in uh, they're, they're keeping this guy. They got locked down. But I have no doubt he's a victim of progressive ideology because... The beaterization of males to where they're completely emasculated, unable to get girls in any way, shape or form, dreadfully unhappy in their relationships, forced to be the provider, see girls take their jobs in the workplace anyway, then divorced when their kids are in their early teens and taken for everything that they have. These guys snap. They're a product of the system just as much as the homosexual priests in the Catholic Church were products of the system, but the system is the prog system. Remember the progressive, the progressive strategy. They identify an institution, they kill it, they gut it, they wear its carcass as a bear coat while they walk around. Well, people are organisations, people are groups. This is what they've been doing in the family unit. And Hoppus is wondering why white guys are all betraying Western nations. They're betraying Western nations because they've been taught to betray Western nations. But there are white guys who haven't fallen for this line. There are white guys who've seen through the lies. There are some of us out there. And the, that is what the alt-right is. The alt-right is truth and reality. No matter how uncomfortable no matter how unpalatable it may be. It's not power for the sake of power. That's why there's no leader of the alt-right. Just like there was no leader of Gamergate. The left always, the progs always want to nominate a leader because that's what they do too. That's what they would do. It's pure projection. They want leaders. I loved Hopper's speech. 
but I, I, I found it I found it also at the same time incredibly disappointing. As I wrote in my piece, if Hopper and his fellow libertarians really desire to initiate a populist uprising against the ruling cloud people, then they will have to turn to the greatest resource that we have and embrace it with all of their being, and that is white men. Hoppus gave his points. Well, I'll give mine. A complete stop to all immigration. A nation has to be in control of its borders. And the only immigrants are those that the nation invites in, with no welfare and all the rest of it. That Hops put down. But all of those immigrants have come in under the auspices of these refugee programs and immigration programs and 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 451 visas or HB1 visas or through getting university, studying at university. Who knew that studying at university in Australia gave you citizenship rights? Who knew it? Fascinating concept. You get to come over and study, that, ought, that, that confers citizenship upon you. You can apply for citizenship now. Talk away about giving away your country. They have to go back. They have to go back. Economically, the alt-right really needs to get its act together. Economics is based on truth and reality. Well, we want economics based on truth and reality. We've got to throw out all economics for the past 50 years. The nation in the world that's doing the best economically is Singapore. They have some of the lowest tax rates in the world. 15% company tax, and I think the income tax is 125 or 10%, I'm not sure. Government's not there to save you. You're there to save yourself. Your family's there to save you. Your community's there to save you in that order. So economic re realism. Governments do not produce any wealth. Citizens produce wealth. And the citizens that produce wealth are the entrepreneurs. So you let entrepreneurs go for it. Just what Singapore does. With no obstacles in the way. And no helping hand. Level playing fields. No crony capitalism. Understand that Recessions are caused by government, essentially. That's the truth, and prolonged by them. I've been, I've been in here in Holland. They haven't had a government. They've only got a government last week. They haven't had a government for 270 days. Economy was going gangbusters. It was absolutely brilliant. Everyone, the, the, it was the running joke on the street. Let's hope that they, the longer this, this government takes to try and get a government, they can't do it, the better off we all will be. Running joke, ugly truth. What else? Sorry, women, you can't have the vote anymore. All you do is vote for more welfare and more stuff 
and more nurturing and more of this, you need to look to your families for that, and your communities and your husbands. You just have not proven that you're able to handle the responsibility. But I'll go further. You only get the vote if you were born in a country to the original cultural stock. And if you're a landowner or you've served the national service. That's it. Or maybe producing wealth. So you're, you're, you're paying some sort of tax, small tax though it is. No more votes for the girls though. No more girls in politics. Look, it's the feminization of our society that's caused this to happen. If you look at these males that Hoppers is, is, is talking about as being responsible for the ills of what's going on now, these are, these are, these are not masculine men. These are feminized men. It's enough. Organisations such as the Boy Scouts have to be brought back front and centre. Young men need discipline. If you look at that first video from 1971 and you see the discipline that was going on, not one of the scouts from the second video made it 2012 would have lasted five seconds in the scout troop that was shown in the first, I showed in the first video. Not one. Children are just like pets. Look, if a, if a pet, if a dog, I'm talking about dogs here, if a dog knows its place in the household, if it's disciplined, it knows where the boundaries are and what's expected of it. What's its role in the household? Is it companion? Is it family pet? Is it guard dog? Is it hunting dog? What is it? Then the, then the dog's a happy dog. If you don't give the dog boundaries, then the dog's unhappy. It seeks the boundaries, so it keeps pushing the boundaries to find out where they are. Children and young adults are exactly the same. They need the boundaries shown down there. The second video in the Scouts video has the whole leadership process inverted. The kids are running the Scout troop, not the so-called leader. It's diabolical. And I mean that quite literally. It's actually diabolical. You don't give children the right to choose and decide to lead. It's like I read on the Australians, the Scouts Australia, they have a, a children's committee. I don't think of anything so absurd in my entire life that makes decisions for the scouting movement. Kids. No wonder it's in the total shit heap that it's in. No. If libertarian Texas Hobbes wants to wants to save Western civilization and which Western culture from the threats that it currently faces, the answer to this is masculinity, white masculinity, white men, the men who built it in the first place. We have to save our boys. Aaron Clary did a video on the Scouts saying, "Enjoy the decline." I I seriously disagree with Aaron on that. I know where he's coming from. I understand where he's coming from. It is another good example of his uh, observation that the country is in decline. But enjoy the decline. I, I can't be that much of a nihilist. 
It's a very, very, very sad thing. He spoke about in his video on the Boy Scouts about the most that fathers could do would be to pull their boys out. No, that'd be the first step that fathers can do. The next step that farmers, fathers could do would be to form their own organisation along the original lines. Take it back. Go read the original scouting book that Baden Powell put out. What the parameters were. We're going to do that. We'll call it something else if you, if you want to sue us. That's what you can do. If you've got young boys and you're pulling them out of, of the scouts now because of what's going on, that, 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 that's, that's the beginning. We've got the internet now. You can communicate all across the line. This would have been impossible or extremely difficult 20 or 30 years ago compared to what it is now. You can organise it. That's what needs to be done. The boys are the future of Western civilization, and Western civilization is a white European civilization. That's what it is. As uncomfortable as it may, it's it's even uncomfortable for me to say that because we're we're all we're all so indoctrinated that that white equals racist. There's a. I've seen many examples of, of, of people saying straight face that only whites can be racist. It's not possible for black people to be racist. It's not possible. I, I'm not racist, I'm black. Which is probably one of the most racist things you could possibly say. And yet, when I say white boys are our future for the white race, and that European stock is white, You catch a little, a little hesitation there. A little hesitation. Doesn't come out as smoothly as I'd like. I'd like to be able to say, say it like, uh, my can of beer is cold. Whites are the future of a white race. Why wouldn't they be? Who does Hoppers think it's going to be the future to save Western civilization? As if any, any nation outside of the European cultures has even come close to what would be libertarian ideals. Name me one. The closest I can possibly think are the Japanese. And they only got there when they came in a contract with Europeans. Whites are the future for the white race. And white men are the future for the white race. They are the leaders. They are the doers. They're not the nurturers, and they're not the ones supposed to be in touch with their feelings. If you're a white man and you're listening to this and you've got sons, so this is what you need to do. Active interest. We're not, we're not in, a, in, a, in a luxurious time in human history where you can just go along with the flow anymore. Unless you want to be nihilistic, like Aaron Clare. You just can't do that. You need to start taking matters into your own hands. The Boy Scouts is a perfect example of that. This demonization and attacks on men by progressives who've planted hidden time bombs 
all through boys and masculinity. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Is abhorrent. I get really disappointed when those on our own side fall for it. Or don't even realise that they're falling for it. I know this is a bit of a bit more serious podcast than those that I normally put out. But I got a bunch of stuff done today. I, I wrote the piece on the Scouts. I wrote the piece on how white men are the future for Western civilization. And now I'm doing the podcast. It's been a productive day. And I've done some work on my next book. And I got on a flow. This has been the flow today. Stuff to think about. Shout outs, Aaron Clary. I've already shouted him out. CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. He sticks with Blogspot. Google. Anyway, um, he has several books out, uh, a bunch of which I've read and I've not been disappointed on any of his books, of an economic bent. Um, firmly based in reality, though Aaron Clary or Cappy as he's known is not of the alt-right. Uh, he has a website called Arsehole Consulting where he will take consult questions from you. Maybe you've got questions about your life, about your direction, what you're doing with the job, university studies, all that sort of thing. Which university? I'll just say quit right now. Go get a trade. Uh, but you can ask him questions and he'll answer them for money. And he's got a very good track record. Check out Aaron and all of his products um, over at his site. You can check out my site at pushingrubberdownhill.com if you're on SoundCloud right now and listening to this, you can just follow my website and blog there. Um, you can follow me on Gab. You can follow me on SoundCloud. Every person who follows me helps me out that little bit more. I have two books out, Pushing Rubber Down Hill, which is about a journey to masculinity through whitewater rafting, uh, and Run Guts Pull Cones, which is about a rafting um, season that I did in the Italian Alps with Italian boys and the cultural differences that went down as a result of that. A lot of masculinity stuff in there. They're available on Amazon. They're available at Book Depository. They're available at your local bookstore. You can order them. Um, leave me a review on Amazon or Goodreads. It really, those really help me out. Or Audible if you get the audio version of the first book. Um, I really appreciate them. If you click on them through my blog, I also get a, uh, a little hit with the Amazon affiliate link. Doesn't cost you any extra money. If you do any of your shopping through my Amazon affiliate link, that really helps me out as well. Um, this has been uh, the 60th episode of the podcast. Me coming to you from Holland, um, where we're about to slip finally into autumn, I think, by the look of it. It's been a pleasure talking as always. Share this with your friends. Share it with your enemies. Uh, share it with your neighbour's cat. And uh, don't you go changing, boys and girls. And I'll talk to you next week.